Hey, thanks for listening. Keep up with our latest shows, articles, and more when you download the WOVU app. That's WOVU 95.9 FM. And make sure to keep up with the station where our voices are united. This is Brian Webster, the MyCom Regional Coordinator, and you're listening to We Got Something to Say on WOVU. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, in case no one told you today. It's your host, Brian Webster, MyCom Regional Coordinator for Burton Bell Car once again. Uh, hope everyone is enjoying their day. Uh, I am joined by an adult special guest who's very influential in the lives of young men and young women. And I'm going to let this young lady veteran introduced herself <laughs> hey how's everyone doing i am stephanie wahome lassiter and um i am a resident of the cleveland area cleveland ohio and i i just really want to try to do my one thing in the world just to just to help that's my inspiration and you do a lot of that. So tell tell the people what organization you represent, what orgs you're involved with, and everything you got going on. Because you've been on the news on different radio stations. You kind of famous. <laughs> well, the organization I am speaking for today is all about your health. It is a youth based organization, nonprofit, and it was started. Wow, um, it was started, I believe, in about two thousand and. 11 possibly 2011 or 13 I have to check my dates but it was it was started by my mentees my mentees really wanted to um, connect their peers to resources they kept telling me okay okay we know this is going on this is going on but more of our friends should know the great programs and the activities that are available in Cleveland so that really inspired the work of all about your health it was it was a need and how has that evolved today (laughs) <laughs> well, that has continued to evolve. It started with we did youth summits. Uh, this first summit was at Cleveland State University, and the young people were excited. I remember the first Girls Health Summit. It was just so much energy. It was very positive. It was just a lot of great energy, great information. A lot of the young people um, were part of different workshops that were led by a lot of local organizations, and many of them had learned something new, joined the organizations, and it was a great outreach effort of programming to connect young people to resources. And since then, if you check out our website, www.allaboutyourhealth.org, you could um, definitely see the pictures, and we've done about nine girls health summits and we have evolved to doing about eight boys health summits and we did a couple of different leadership summits with um, the center for or the communities for anti-drug coalitions of america which is based out of dc so that was a national summit that we've done with young people so it's it's grown it's grown and i actually i really love to see the the young people who are just leading it to where it needs to keep going Yes, and I am a proud volunteer with the organization <laughs> and then on the board. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a, a great experience. Now, let the people know, like, I know before COVID, we had the in-person summits. And then once COVID hit, we've done some virtual events. So what are the ages of the summits? You already gave the website any social media that they, that they need to follow um, before we kind of move forward so we can give it to the to the people. Yes, the summits 
are for young people, middle school to high school age. And many times the young people are between 10 and about 18 years of age. And the summits are um, volunteers, 100% volunteer based. And um, we provide resources for, for young folks. And um, ask me that question again, Brian. What was your question? <laughs> what, what, give, give the social media. I know you, you gave yes, basically most the of the details. So, because I think that you have to see it with pictures and everything and maybe different just evidence to see how great and how helpful it is to our young people. Yes, and it's big. It's big. So um, it, it's it's a lot of positive, great information. Check us out. The social media is all about your health, underscore, A-A-Y-H. That is our Instagram. And our Facebook is all about your health. I'll spell it for you. A-L-L-A-B-O-U-T, your, Y-O-U-R, health, H-E-A-L-T-H. Dot org and that's our Facebook. So our Facebook is going to be um, Facebook all about your health pics dot org. But um, just type it in and you'll find us. On yeah, there. you'll find us. So, you know, one of the main reasons, you know, I, I've been on the show with some of our ambassadors. We've evolved to that point now. We have youth ambassadors that help give us ideas, um, help us promote, you know, the, the organization and what we have going on. Uh, but next week, there is a launch of an app. Do you want to discuss that and talk about that so the people know? Yes, that's exciting news. But first, I am actually on our website right now, and I want to stand corrected. We have done seven boys' health summits, nine girls' health summits. So that's a total of 16 health summits. And we did two national leadership summit so we had done a total of 19 health summits 100 percent volunteer based for young people by young people and then covid happened we were actually <laughs> supposed to have two summits this past year actually three by now yeah we would have had the boys yeah. in may of 2020 yeah but after the, the girls, girls. and yeah. then we would have had the girls again we'd be planning for the boys again so they would have been neck and neck. Yes, <laughs> yes, they would have been. So we're actually, um, we should be at number about 19 or 20. But all is good. All is good. Our young people um, still need to be connected. So we created an app. The app actually is going to connect young people and families to the same resources from the summit and then some more. So a lot of the programs and the activities that have been part of our last uh what was the number seven plus nine is 16 plus yeah, two is yeah, 18, 18 yeah our 18 summits <laughs> so all of the organizations have been part of our 18 summits or individuals who are part of the events we added you to the app so the goal of the app is to still stay connected to resources as our events and our programming does but now it's at the palm of your hand so what why what was the need i mean clearly to help you know have youth get access to resources and parents too but what kind of was the goal like why now why let's do this app to get this information out what, what were we seeing what were some of the things you noticed and trends when it came to our young people so one of the things that I have noticed was a lot of our young people are always on the phone. Uh, <laughs> the phone, the tablet, the computer. I have little ones and they love to be on the phone. And why not make it as a source of information for all of our young people, specifically in our communities. 
And so that's why we made the information available as an app. They could just click right into it, see programs and events that are happening. And we keep adding more, which is really cool. So we have some interns, some All About Your Health interns, who are working with us to um, help make this app up to date on a daily, on a weekly basis. So we want to keep adding programs and events. And this is a way to connect all of us to resources. Because I don't know about you, but I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm everywhere, but it still seems as though I'm not getting the information. Communication as a whole. Yeah. With all the nonprofit, everybody kind of silos off. And some people know some people, or people just assume you're supposed to know. So. Mm-hmm. You're definitely right. You can streamline communication because Facebook, IG, you know, all those is apps, TikTok. So this is an app with just straight information like that. Right, right. And it's all in one place and it could keep growing and adding new information. We just ask organizations um, to come to us and just say, hey, we need some updates. Send us an email. We would love to do that. The goal is just to connect all of us visually to resources at any time of the day and we could just really research um, what's listed there because websites are there social media information is there for different organizations as well so when when people i I know the launch so it it opens up monday so you probably don't want to say it per se but you want them to go to the to the website and they'll be able to find the app on the website is that correct so it's all about your health.org that's it that's the website and then the launch what day so the launch is going to be on February the 15th. That's Monday, y'all. That's President's yes. Day, day after Valentine's ah, Day. So Most people think, off work. Ah, and out of school. Yeah, that so day. they could just get on the phone and get on the app, check it out. And check it out and send us updates if you want to be added to the app, if businesses wanted to be added to the app, organizations, companies, scholarship opportunities, anyone, let us know. We'll add you to it. So when, when an organization, you know, because I think a lot of – schools organ you know social service organizations after school programs that are trying to help the youth you know i with my job you know with my com sending them information and all the partners that schools may have and everybody that everybody knows so this app will help enhance everybody in a sense so if an organization wants to be like oh i need to get my information on there people are going on there do they go on the website to find an email or can you send an email once you go on the website or do you want to give the the email address if somebody wants to be added or add information because it's going to take, as they say, a village. So what's, true. What, what's the email that people can send it to or is it all about your health at Gmail or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I just call y'all. <laughs> I know. That is a great point. So... um what I'm thinking about is a couple of different angles. There are, if you go to our website, the app is going to be there. Um, www.allaboutyourhealth.org. And she's doing this in real time, ladies and gentlemen, on yes. her computer to fact check everything she's doing to make sure she gives you the truth. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like them, them numbers, that yes. data. Yes, absolutely. So when you go to our website, the app will be there, the link to get directly into our app, and then there will be an email underneath it to say contact. Uh, we'll actually put the Girls Health Summit. It'll be t- contact Girls Health Summit at gmail.com for, or Boys Health Summit at gmail.com to add different um, 
new contact information for the app. The other option is, if you forget what I'm saying, go to the website, go to staff, and then you will see a list of, you'll see my email, my personal email there, stephanielaster18 at gmail.com. And you will also see Clarissa's email, clarissa.russell at gmail.com. So just send us the information and we will add it there. So it will be two places, the main page of allaboutyourhealth.org, as well as the staff list. You will see our emails there in which you could send us your updates for the app, questions to add your organization, programs, or events. It's all there on the website. And and I I know usually when I do the show, I give say, hey, get your social media info out. But all the info is important, so that's why we're doing it now, so we don't forget. We get all the information out. People can look through while we do this interview and talk. So thank you for giving us all the information. Like what? How do you, how do you manage? all of this i mean you're 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 a married woman with children young children you got all these events that you help plan i know i've seen you you know being interviewed for other things that you do like how, how do you manage it all great question i don't have an answer to that um <laughs> one thing i just i don't know i just what i'm inspired to do is just to do something you know i really um you know, my, my background is my father had came from Kenya, Africa back in the day, and he was um, coming over as an immigrant. So he came over as an immigrant. He started his life out here, found my mom, got married, and had me as well as my brothers. And I feel as though that grind has always been instilled in me that, um, you know, I have the opportunity to go see my family in Kenya, Africa a couple of times. And it's, it's just a privilege and opportunity to be able to do something on this side mm-hmm. of the world. And my inspiration always is to do something because I really feel as though my goal every day is just to be productive. So I'm not necessarily a person that probably watches a whole bunch of TV. I do watch movies because my organization, I'm an executive director, Art of Me, is a film-based organization. I do watch a lot of movies. I do a lot of reading. But I'm just inspired just to do something to make the world better tomorrow. And I just really feel as though... um, I want to go to sleep at night being productive. That's just my inspiration. And from that, I just, I don't sleep a lot. I just, I like to stay busy. You sound like them rappers. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, ain't no, the, the sleep is for the, for the week or sleep yeah. is, the sleep is important. It is important. <laughs> it's healthy. It is. We talk about health, all about your health. That's you got to get your sleep. True. Get That's them hours. absolutely true. I do, let's not, yeah, I do sleep. I, I definitely <laughs> do sleep. I do get my sleep, my rest. But I, um, I just try to be productive. That's my inspiration, just to help the world somehow because I just feel like I'm doing something and I could sleep at night and just, it's just my inspiration, yeah. So I'm here with, with, with Miss Stephanie and I, and I said she wears, wears many hats. So uh, I know she's like working while being interviewed, got a, a Zoom interview that she uh, is setting up. So she uh she's multitasking and like that question i asked you know before but um that that was some deep stuff when you talked about you know you just want to you want to help give back make sure you know you left your mark in a sense on this world i know you talked about you know you said your 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 family came from kenya right Mm -hmm. so i mean that's that's powerful enough in itself and then you you probably were able to 
you know, see how they, you know, push through to make a, a way of living for you and, and your brother. And I'm sure you passing that down to your kids as well as in all these resources that you provide and events and summits and things like that. But um, the art of me, the the film, you said it's a film nonprofit. Yes. Uh huh. I've never I, I, I've uh, now that is one aspect of your life. As long as I've known you that I don't know too much about (laughs) (laughs) and i know that that's kind of taken off too so like is that like you and your people and you do like break down that because i'm sure people have never heard of that some young people may not know that it's something they can get into or they could you know some people like movies or want to be a director or whatever so help me understand and the people like what everything you do because we might give somebody an idea Okay, absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I am the executive director of Art of Me, and that's my day job. And with Art of Me, um, young people write stories. They write stories that reflect upon our topic, what does power and community mean to you? And the best story is made into a film. So most recently, our film, The Effects, was made about last year, I believe, um, a little over a year and a half ago, Rosemary was the writer for the story, and the story is about a family's uh, bond is threatened by deportation. Mm. And it's actually a story that's based off of her life. Uh, Rosemary is a student of Cleveland um, School District, and she's actually a recent graduate. And um, the really amazing piece about that story, it not only showcases how the threat of deportation could start to um, separate a family's bond, but it shows how the power of community actually could strengthen that bond, not only for the family, but as well as the community to really understand what other folks are going through. And it's a really powerful film. If you go to our website, www artofme.org you will see the trailer for the effects as well as you'll see we have a contest that's actually in place right now that we are still selecting um, stories for the new contest winner so the theme is what does power and community mean to you send us a story and the winning story will be made into a film Wow, Which is that's really cool. That's dope. You definitely wear a lot of hats. You yes. gave out another website, yeah, competition, <laughs> something totally different that still benefits the youth. I mean, a lot of people, and like I said, they probably never heard of this, yeah, and wouldn't even know. So, like for those maybe young people that you know want to write or need to, because writing is a form of therapy. You mm-hmm. know, you know, especially during this COVID and everything being locked up in the house, not locked up, but kind of you try to stay in the house to be safe, like. Mm-hmm. Is it certain ages, any age, all kids, certain age, like for the contest? Great question. So the contest is for middle and high school age young people. And um, send us your story. You know, there is, so as you said, writing is therapy. It's, it's a, a form of reflection. And also I want everyone to know that everyone has, everyone deserves the ability to write and share their stories. Mm -hmm. So what I've noticed a lot of the work that I do is about advocacy, young people, and again, trying to make tomorrow better. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe in order to make tomorrow better, we have to hear the stories and the perspectives of people who are living in the world today to not only listen, but to add their insight into tomorrow, because that's what's going to only change tomorrow. We can't exist from ideas that have or stories that have existed a hundred years ago now we're repeating history Hmm. in order to create our new future we have to insert new ideas new stories new insights new perspectives 
And that's a lot of the work we do through Art of Me. So not only do we have the story contest, we actually have young people um, who submit a story to us. Their stories could also be featured in our online publication. So we have an online youth publication. We are actually on volume eight now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stories Tearing are coming from young people from the Cleveland area, New York City. We have some stories coming from folks in Akron, as well as different parts of the, the United States, which is really beautiful. Specifically, um, young people, middle and high school age youth. But we have invited many of our community members to be part of our podcast. So Art of Me, we do have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's what I was typing away. Um, Two of the young people I work with through um, my work, they actually work with me right now with Art of Me. And um, one of our young people, Shonda, she's been my mentee. Wow. I've known her for over 10 years. And she actually is one of the young people that helped me start the All About Your Health Youth Summits when she was about 16, 17 years old. But she is actually our podcast host. So Shonda Bynum, which is, um, she's also a grad from Cleveland School of the Arts as well as Cleveland State University. She's our podcast host. And she really talks about community to many young people as well as folks in our community. And she talks to creatives and artists all around. So our theme is not only storytelling, but it's really to understand the power of community through the people who are actively working in our communities today. And um, it's really fun. I love it. I love it. I love the story aspect of it. And it's, it's, it really inspires me that advocacy is done by just really partnering with folks, sharing stories, making tomorrow different, and then we all could just sleep better at night. Well, that's deep. That's a lot of info to to unpack, but a lot of good information. (laughs) I didn't know you did all that, too. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing for some time now. So some folks might be familiar with your organization, Scenarios USA, because I used to run the Cleveland region for Scenarios USA, and when it closed its doors, that's when I had the opportunity to open the doors for Art of Me, which is Cleveland-based, but we still have the national connections of doing storytelling and filmmaking as well as um, helping young people write stories. That's the other thing I really want to um, point out. Now, when I was in high school, I and even college, I was never an English major. I was not a writing major, creative writing. I didn't do any of that. Matter of fact, I didn't feel so my voice was actually um, valued within our society. It was more so quiet down, we don't want to hear you, or we don't want to hear that. And what I have learned is a lot of our young people probably are experiencing the same thing. Definitely. And that's why with storytelling, you know, when we run the contest, and even our publication, we're not looking for the best writer. We're looking for just someone who wants to share a story. Mm. That's two different things. And we all are living, walking stories. One of the best class I work with was a fourth grade class at Bolton Elementary. And the beauty of that that I noticed was those young people, they were free to write, they were free to dream, and they were free to create. And I noticed the middle school and the high school age youth I've worked with, they already are coming with biases of what's not okay to write or what's not okay to share. And I feel as though that not only stifles their creativity, but their thinking as well as their innovative ability to really um, impact our world. So through storytelling, it's not just writing stories. It deals with communication, creative thinking, communi- uh, what is it, critical thinking, critical thinking skills, as well as empowerment, knowing that your story 
could really change the mindset of somebody else. And that's that's what I really truly love is 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 really um, creating that ripple effect that not only could you see the world differently, but let let's help others see the world differently to not only change their minds, but to really change their hearts. And, and to change an individual's heart, it really gets back to helping them to see that their story and your story have have some similar threats. We're all human beings trying to survive out here. Mm. It's a lot to unpack, but it's deep. Yeah. I mean, everybody got a story, though. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody has a story. And don't let anyone tell you that you're not special, you're not important, but you were intentionally made here and brought here to this world because your story is what we need to have a better tomorrow for all of us. And when you and when you said that piece about, you know, you didn't, you weren't an English major and you didn't feel like your voice mattered back then, but seems like you're pretty loud now. And I, <laughs> I, I think, I think it's, it's worth mentioning, you know, to let the young people know, anybody listening, even parents or those that work with youth, that, you know, everybody's voice is important. You know, the the, mm-hmm. the theme in the country right now, you know, we talk about black lives matter, but the voices matter too, especially black ones. Right. Girl, boy, you know, or other, mm-hmm. you know, however you identify yourself, but everybody's voice is, is important. I think the more voices, the better. The better our community will be, yeah. schools, all our organizations, all the work that we do. I think it makes everybody better when you get everybody's input. And mm-hmm. there's two-way conversations and not one. Right. But but writing is, is so important. Now, I got a question for you that may challenge your critical thinking. <laughs> so you talked about, you know, young people being able to write. Now, you know, the stigma is, you know, well, they may not be able to read, so they may not be able to write, or they may not know how to write this, that, or whatever it may be. When you when you when you're doing your 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 work, and when you're working with young people, and we talk about writing, does that matter? Is that a misconception? Um, is, is there? Do you just help you know get those thoughts out? Like, what what are some techniques that are used? Because you you're gonna get that pushback. Well, it's CMSD. These kids they don't know how to do this or that, so they can't. Or some kids may think like, well, I don't know how to read, or I don't read that good, or I don't write, or I don't want nobody to laugh at me, or I don't know no. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it confidential? Can they read it out loud? Does other do other people see it? Like, what what all goes into that 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 process, and how does how would you deal with that? So the the immediate. The immediate um, thought that I have is that even if someone had the perfect English grammar here in America, it's outdated because nobody's going to understand you. Like, we all have different languages, even though we have a main, um, what is it? We have a main language, you know, English language. We don't speak and understand and comprehend the same way. So when, um, and writing is the same way. We are all communicators in our own style. Again, that communication is drawn from our perspectives and our biases, as well as, you know, um, who we identify and what we identify with. So we are all coming with different forms of communication. It's not until we have conversations with one another that we kind of get on some type of, oh, you know this, you you from here, I'm from here. You know, whatever that is that, that brings us together, again, is that common thread. So when we are working with young people and they're coming with um, already roadblocks of writing or creativity, that's okay. We could do some talking exercises. You know, I have two two little ones, and honestly, they can't um, 
they're 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 growing and to become better writers and, and better communicators but we can talk this out you know we work with some young people that let's just share your story in audio form we do that through our podcast and we actually have a an audio uh what is it audio um story that's coming out through our publication but writing is it is a skill set if you think about it, writing is a skill set. If you're coming from another country, it's even harder to transition sometimes based on wherever your phonetic system is of understanding um, to where we're at in America. So so writing is a skill set. We don't want the skill set to get away of the story. So if your story needs to be an audio story, then let's do that. That's okay. And we could write this together, but let's make sure you approve of it so we're not inserting words for you. And that we do have a lot of volunteers that are on staff that help young people write their stories. But we need folks to tap into them. You know, that's one thing. And if someone wants to share their story, if they're under 18 years of age, we definitely have a parent sign off on that as a consent. And we, it's a choice. If they don't want anyone to share or hear it, it's okay as well. But a lot of times folks are like, oh, I want folks to hear my story. Could you make my film into, could you make my story into a film? Could we do it like this? Could I talk about it? And that's great, you know, so we understand there's different forms of communication styles. But if you don't know that it's out there, then again, you start to feel as though what I have is not a value and I have to exist within the society that's telling me how to think or to do this in that way so what we do is we try to open up a door and we can meet you where you're at you don't have to be where we're at uh, to back up for the example for the story that was made into a film I believe that story was about four or five pages mm-hmm. and for about three or four months Rosemary worked with me as well as our director Mike Berry and he's a, um, a well-known director out here and um, in our film community but she worked with us probably for about maybe close to four months to take that four-page story into a 29-page script. Mm. So again, writing is a skill set. We don't expect you to come and be a screenwriter. Just have a good story. Mentors will work with you to unpack it, to really help expand it into what your vision is. So again, just just come to us. And the one thing I notice is there's so many different I can'ts. You don't want me. This isn't a value. No one wants to hear me. But once folks come to us... They see there's value and they keep coming and they bring their friends, which is great. But I really feel as though that gets back to the fact that we are um, raised within a society that we feel as though our voice isn't important. So we we looked at so many different barriers as opposed to looking at opportunities to share our voice. Because there, there does need to be some form of coaching with our voices so that we do give our message to our intended audience as well. Right. But again, that's with mentoring, that's with learning and development, and we work with young people to get to that point. But it's, I want everyone to know that you have something to share to make our world better tomorrow. One of my biggest things that I'd like to pinpoint is if everyone does one thing, imagine our world if everyone did one thing, shared one thing, did one thing a day in our world. Think about how, how more advanced we could be within the next week within the next month. If we all properly shared our perspectives to the right people and, and created something out of that, we could just advance further um, as, as a community, as humanity. 
give the people your website one more time for the art of me because it was a lot to unpack so i don't I want i know to- yes it's it's i'm sure that's you know definitely part of my passions um the website is www.artofme.org art is a-r-t of o-f-m is m-e dot org and the question is well what does art of me means and that gets back to, you know, like as an artist, a lot of artists, they draw on a big white thing. What's that big white thing called? The board, a paper? The canvas. Canvas. There oh, you go. Yeah. Yes, a canvas. See, that's that art stuff right yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we truly believe that we are all living, walking, beautiful canvases. Uh, walking around this world. She preaching. And the art in me is the art of my canvas that represents me, my story, my future, and my legacy. And with Art of Me, we want folks to understand that we are all forms of art. We are all walking canvases. That should not be ignored, but it's just us working on our artistry of who we are and who we want to be to really uh, make change in this world. And that's that's all so, so relevant because I feel like we're constantly trying to find our identities first as a people mm-hmm. and then each individual person so i think that you know it's all very important because we're going to continue to grow continue to evolve and and these are ways that can help people do that whether it's writing directing anything art related or if it's mm-hmm. you know going back you know to all about your health finding resources, like everything is about helping each other and evolving. And we just need more of it or more collaboration. Yes. I mean, because the communication, all these great, there's so many great things that go on in the city, especially for young people, because they grow up to be these adults mm-hmm. and, and young adults and, and those that are raising the next generation. So, you know, kind of help the cycle or break the cycle in some cases where it's kind of negative, you know what I'm saying? It right. could turn into something positive. So if you're listening, I implore you to tell somebody, I implore you to check out either one of these websites, whether it's Art of Me or All About Your Health, mm-hmm. and, and just get involved. So what do you what do you say, you know, to those, you know, taking a step back from, I guess, what you, you, you know, you do it with each organization, what do you say to those listening, maybe young people or even young adults, parents that are like, on, on the cusp so like oh do I want to do I want to help how do I help what do I do how do I give back how do I make an impact because you're doing a lot you know I'm involved with a lot of stuff you do involved with other things There's a lot of people out here that's just you pull up oh they always doing something they always involved in the community you know and then you got COVID that didn't hit yeah. but people are still doing you know we're still having our virtual meetings still doing things to advance the community so to those out there that are like well dang you know i got i got kids too or i'm working i got my own job but i want my own organization trying to do my business i'm trying to volunteer and give back what is your i guess directive what do you what do you advise those individuals to do like well i want to give back but i don't have time or you know i'm saying knowing that you can make it you know make time to do things what's your advice to those that want to give back or want to help or want to take that step to advance or grow or do something outside Mm -hmm. the box like you have done. So what's your advice? I would say my advice is my advice is to do something that's within reach. And, um, and and that could be something just as simple as be the person on the street that is 
Yeah, making cookies for, you know, the kids or the elderly. I mean, you just never know. And what that is, that's that's human touch. And I know we're going through COVID, so maybe no one might not want your cookies, actually. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it, it gets to um, just helping those who are around you. One thing that I've learned, I've, I've been doing volunteer work since I was a candy striper at the age of 13 when it was Brentwood Hospital back in the day. And when I didn't know what I wanted to do, I would just volunteer and I would help somebody. And, and when you help somebody, you realize the world is just bigger than you and your problems and your needs, or just you trying to find out what you want to do. Just help somebody, you know, go to a soup kitchen, um, donate clothes to the Goodwill, you know, collect clothes from all your family members and give them to the Goodwill. But when you help somebody, I feel like that, that connection of humanity it starts to open up our minds to see what's out there because that connection means something and it's it's you opening up that passageway to be like i'm accepting something new you just never know sometimes it it, it might be you having to um try something new something different just volunteer do service work to help you see opportunities that's what led me in a lot of work i've done you know, I've, I've worked with City Air. I'm in my earlier years of um, volunteering work. And I just learned through that the the serious needs of health disparities. And, you know, some folks might be like, okay, you're doing film and storytelling and you're doing health. Well, how are they connected? Well, there's the um, ongoing statistic that if a young person or even adult has one caring person in their life, they will make healthier choices and they would live longer. And that caring adult is identified as a person that's giving them advice, that's coaching them, that's helping them, whoever that caring adult might be. And one thing I've noticed with my work um, with storytelling is that a lot of us aren't healthy and health comes first. Health is wealth, we hear that, but if you don't have your health, your whole day is damaged in, in different ways, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. So I really feel as though um, managing our health, managing our service and helping other folks, getting to the core of humanity and what our needs truly are, it just really helps us to see um, the passion that we're connected to and the artistry of who we are and, and who we want to be. But really just, if you don't know what you wanna do, just, just help somebody, it could be somebody at work that might need help. Just help help out the janitor, help out the person that's being ignored. And through that, through humanity, there's definitely answers that, that will come from there. I, I agree. I agree, wholeheartedly agree. And I, I know that, you know, they say different forms of art help your mental health and help you, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. feel better and can, can boost your health. So I think I do agree with you in saying mm -hmm. it's connected. But if you didn't know that, now you know. Now you know. Uh -huh. now That's some, you more, know. some more knowledge for you. You've been talking about <laughs> so many different topics, so many different things for people, not just the young people, but people, you know, as a whole. Um, and I do kind of want to pick your brain about a few topics before we kind of get out of here. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of positive things have been said, but the show was kind of, you know, solution-based. Um, so maybe get your thoughts on some things that can maybe help us out. Um, so, you know, with the pandemic, you hear about a lot of the kids going through, you know, depression, um, suicide rates are up, um, kids are bored, there's still violence going on, 
people are just you know following different people everybody maybe not logging on to their you know virtual sessions because there's no in-person classes so with all these things going on and you know you generally get to interact with each other they go to school and then they may go to after school activity or play a sport but here in cmsd is kind of you know not going on because of the the pandemic so these kids you know you, you've talked about writing and, and different methods but you know would it would it, you know say you know writing or art maybe not their thing and it's cold outside they like sports but they can't they don't have access like what are some some things that you recommend that young people can do that parents can do because they're missing that that social aspect they're missing that after school they're missing that social social emotional learning and interaction and building character so like and that's a big thing about you know a lot of things that you do and, and those skills that we talk about um and people expressing themselves so what are some of the solutions or what do you recommend young people or their parents can can do to help them out so they don't you know, lose too much during this time because we're about a year in this almost. So, you know, and we don't know how long it's going to last, but what what do you recommend besides maybe writing? Like what's some other activities or things you could think of? So, you know, maybe some things you're doing with your kids, but anything just to help maybe people listening. Uh, that's 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 a, a really great question. So um, one thing is uh, when I identify with the work I do, I like to say storytelling. I really believe that saying writing honestly sometimes when I say writing it makes me cringe you know and that and it hasn't have like you know I haven't been in high school clearly for some time now but I don't want it to sound like a chore or you know but it's like the beauty of writing or storytelling or, or sharing your perspectives because that's that's more of what it is writing is I feel like the word writing is well it's a verb write you know um run do this you know as opposed to create so um so if they're not, they don't have an opportunity to do storytelling or sharing their stories you know i really truly believe um to get creative you know my again my background i'm coming from a perspective that you know we didn't have much growing up but we had each other and um, honestly, I give my kids sometimes one of those boxes, an Amazon box. And I know they don't like it. I'm like, hey, we're about to have an adventures contest. Whoever mm. creates the best thing from this box within the next hour will get a special gift. <laughs> so we, uh, I just give them a box sometimes. And, you know, that, and my young people, they, um, or my kids, they're, they're young people who are in elementary school, early elementary. And that might not work for a middle school age young person. I think if they're in middle school, personally, um, I, I believe in my household, my dad would tell me, we'll learn a skill. One thing I've noticed, not only with Art of Me, but also All About Your Health, we have came across some amazing young people who are learning some great digital skills. Now, I am not familiar with this organization at all, um, but what is it, Fiverr? Uh, what is it, F-V? Um, so, you know, Fiverr is... Um, it's a organization that there are people all over the world. What is it? Fiverr. Yeah, F-I-V-E-R-R. Fiverr.com. People who are working from home, young people, adults, all around the world. And they are creating work, marketing, design, websites, and more. So they're making money from home. And these young people are understanding that, well, maybe I can't get a job at McDonald's, but I'm going to create a career at my age. And you can do it because you know more than some of us with a lot of the social media and the digital work. I would also suggest, if they can, 
Go again, going back to help somebody. Go to a grandparent's house. Go to an elder's house. I know on my street alone, there's several different elders who just need help with with little things. You know, sometimes they just want someone to read to them. That was actually something beautiful. There was um, a few weeks ago, um, an elder had um, called me and she just said she needed someone just to read to her over the phone. And just the beauty of that, you don't have to see someone face to face. If you could do Zoom with an elderly person, you know, that's awesome as well. Or I wouldn't say elderly person. I would say a senior or um, what's senior, citizen, senior probably, citizen or elder statesman. There you go. Or yeah. elder statesman. Yeah. Huh. But read to them over the phone. Share a story with them. They need stories. And I don't know about you, but the ones around me are busy watching the news. And that's depressing. Mm. Talk to them and um, read to them. Just help somebody if you are bored. You could just help somebody else out, um, even a friend. There was one of the young girls who wrote a story actually from fourth grade. She read to one of her friends who couldn't read. So she just liked to read to a friend who couldn't read. And again, you know, reading and storytelling, it, it's the one thing that you can do to escape from your current place of where you're at. But with just with just a blink of an eye, you could be somewhere completely different. Mm. So um, read to somebody, talk to somebody over the phone, and, and that's that would be a really cool program, you know, just reading to senior citizens over the phone or over Zoom. But um, but yeah, help somebody else out in different ways, and and take a walk. So yeah, it's cold out here in Cleveland, and I don't know about you, but a couple of days ago, I just walked, even though I was cold. I felt so much better when I walked, and I took the kids, too. Um, mm -hmm. We all walked down the street and up the street and back, and we just felt better, and we felt healthier at that point. So just the simple things in life are just beautiful, beautiful things to do at this time. So we got a couple more minutes left, but, like, you, you mentioned crazy world, news, depressing. Of course, we know all the things going on, whether it's politics, culturally, you know, um, it's just a lot of negative things, some positive stories you see, but mm -hmm. we also know the power of social media and what kids can see and young people and people in general, just what they get their hands on. Um, so with, with with social media, you know, kind of being a, as powerful as it is and, and young people getting these different ideas about how the world is and, you know, them kind of being, you know, they, you, 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 they may think that their voices kind of um, don't matter, but in a sense, how do you, how, how does one push past that? How does one not get turned off by, you know, the news or what they see in social media? Like, you know, some people see things and be like, oh, that's the truth. You know, that's 100%. Mm -hmm. and, and we know it's so many lies that are put out there, half truths, things like that. So how, do, how does one separate that social media world and everything on there from the real world to just be able to keep pushing through to not take things so literal any any advice to to people who get caught up in that and and what what they can do because some people live by the social media and that's die by true. the social media that's sadly true. yeah so as we kind of close out any mm -hmm. any advice for those you know to maybe besides take a break from social media any advice you want to give or any positivity you want to spread so they know that that's not the end all be all Yes, that's that's a really great question. 
it's hard out here. It's hard out here. Things are depressing. Bad news sells. Good news is hard to see us often because people like the reaction factor of bad news. One thing I've noticed is we have to, as uh, young people, adults, we have to tell ourselves on a daily basis, you know, you have your daily affirmations. You can do it. You're amazing. You are powerful. That's one thing. But I, I feel so we have to dig deeper. We have to tell ourselves every day that we deserve to have a happy, a successful, a healthy life. We sh- our expectation should not be to de- should not be to feel depressed. I feel so. There's so many of us in our circumstance. We feel as though this is the hand that I am given because I see it's everywhere around me. But we have to tell ourselves, I do not receive this. I do not receive this mindset. I, I do not accept this. I deserve to be happy, to be healthy, and I will strive for the best. And I really believe when you think that way, you start to analyze or assess the people around you, the choices you're making, and less um, less negative um, opportunity, or we, we try to avoid more negative behaviors or negative people. Stay away from negative folks because they will remind you that you don't deserve anything better. We have to tell ourselves as a people, I mean, coming from, I mean, uh, the the remnants of slavery. I mean, we ha- we live in a society that's telling us that we don't deserve anything more. But the value of that is to put someone in their place and them not identifying who they really are and who they want to be. So keep telling yourself you deserve better because you deserve better. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody tell Amen. you otherwise. Amen. Tell yourself you deserve better and you will get better and you will do better and you will be around better people. And what I like to do at the end of the day is I like to get on YouTube. I like to get on TikTok, Netflix, and I like to laugh. I like to end my day laughing, watching something that's funny, a comedy. And, you know, we all know if all else fails, you can find something on TikTok that you can laugh at. But laugh at the end of the day. Let it go. Release. We need to just loosen up and laugh because we as a people need to focus on our mental health and our wellness. And sometimes just laughter and just doing something that just makes you feel like you're a human being and relaxing with an animal, a cat, a dog, and and just that attention. Like find a way every single day just to to stay positive because that will help start your, your next day off with just saying, I deserve better, I will receive better, and I will look for better, and I, and I dismiss anything that's trying to get in my way. And through that, and demanding, and not only demanding, but but involving that into your life, as well as you know a positive ending for your day, it will definitely help shape you. And again, reaching out to help somebody, and that definitely um, helps to helps to seal the deal, and, and do your part as a human being that will really make life easier for all of us as well as yourself and right. your family and on that note we're gonna seal the deal stephanie i appreciate you being on the show thank you i'm sure this you'll be fun. back yes, yes it was i thank you yes. uh, check out all about your health.org app drops monday february yes. 15th check Yay. out the app check out the art of me.org um and also check out ig uh all about your health underscore a a y h um find us on facebook appreciate y'all listening y'all be careful out there wear a mask stay positive um and help somebody else do something for somebody else so y'all take care and we'll talk to y'all next week
We thank you for listening. This is Brian Webster, your host, the MyCom Regional Coordinator. For more information, please call 216-342-2963 or visit mycomcle.org.